You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. If you need to send money overseas, that can be kind of a headache. Most people pay too much because there are often hidden extra fees in the exchange rate, whether at your bank or elsewhere. But with TransferWise, you always get the real rate when you send to over 70 countries. You pay one super low fee and keep more of your money. TransferWise is the smartest way to send and receive money internationally. Join over 6 million customers and try it for free at transferwise.com reset. Last week, I opened up my phone and read an article in the New York Times that freaked me out. The story covered a company named Clearview AI. It makes a service for law enforcement. And the way the company talks about itself makes it seem like it's straight out of an episode of Black Mirror. Submit a photo of a person you'd like to identify, and the company searches a database of billions of photos until it finds a match. And here's the thing. These images have been taken from social media accounts like Facebook or Twitter. So with one image from, say, a security camera, you can figure out someone's identity in seconds. If true, this could make Clearview the most powerful facial recognition program ever. The New York Times article suggested that this could put an end to anonymity in public spaces. Now, there's been a lot more reporting that's come out since the Times broke the news about Clearview AI. Some of it comforting and some of it not. So today on the show, what we know about the company so far and what remains to be seen. I'm Ariel Dimros. This is Reset. Ryan Mack, senior technology reporter at BuzzFeed News, you've been doing your own reporting on Clearview AI, along with your colleagues Carolyn Haskins and Logan McDonald. And Ryan, I know there's a ton of stuff to talk about here, so I want to take it one step at a time. What exactly is Clearview AI, and what software does it make? Sure. So Clearview AI is what well, was a secretive company um, out of New York, and they're less secretive now, but they claim to have taken three billion photos from the web and social media to build a facial recognition algorithm that it then sells to cops, law enforcement, and some private companies. And they claim it's very powerful. They claim that it's built off of a database of more than three billion photos. Three billion photos? Yeah. That seems huge. It's certainly one of the largest, if not the largest, that I've heard of. But they've claimed to have scraped photos from things like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Venmo. Basically any social media site, they've scraped it. Right. That's their claim. How exactly does one obtain all of these images from a website like Facebook or Twitter? How do you scrape a website like that for photos? So I'm not the most technical, but there's programs that can go out and basically intake all these public photos. So photos that aren't behind these private accounts, 
um, they suck those in and and store them. So any profile picture that somebody might have, even if their account is private, you would presumably see the profile picture. So every profile picture on Facebook, every profile picture on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And their claim is that they actually take in 40 to 50 million photos a day. So it's constantly updating. Yeah. So Facebook has rules against this. Twitter, I think, also has rules against this. Mm-hmm. H- how is it that they were still able to obtain all these images, even though there are rules against it? Is, are there any barriers in place stopping somebody from scraping these websites? Well, yeah, clearly not. I mean, it, there's nothing, <laughs> there's not like a wall there that says, when you try and do this, it says, pops up on the web, it says, stop, you can't do this. Um, it's more of this language that's in place, legal language in place that Facebook reserves the right to take action against um, anyone that does this. And it kind of remains to be seen if they're going to do that. They've been very quiet with regards to taking action. Twitter the other day actually sent um, Clearview a cease and desist letter. So it's kind of this wild west frontier. It's kind of they've they've crossed the Rubicon and they're they're challenging um, this idea of um, whether or not these these terms are enforceable. And so we'll see. And just to be clear, I know this company has been really secretive, so it's probably hard to answer some of these questions, but. Mm-hmm. These claims that this database is that big and, you know, potentially the biggest we've ever seen for this kind of technology, has that been verified? Do we actually know whether they have three billion images and, and where those images come from? It hasn't, at least from not from our reporting. It's, it's what we've seen them claim to police departments. Mm-hmm. It's in their marketing materials. It's in their emails. But I haven't sat down and, and gotten a look at their database and, and seen three billion files or anything like that. So it's certainly their claim at this moment in time. From what I understand right now, this tool is being used and being marketed to law enforcement. So how is that supposed to work? Say I'm a police officer and I have a photo of somebody, a person of interest that I want to find out who that person is. I have that photo and and then what happens? Let's say it's um, surveillance camera footage from uh, somewhere that had a robbery. Um, Mm -hmm. I would take a still from that video I would then run it through Clearview, uh, which has an app, and then supposedly within five seconds is what Clearview claims, it'll pop up with other photos of this person with possible matches, basically. And the officer would then comb through those photos and take a look to see if there's any matches. And those matches will be associated with, say, like, oh, this photo was taken from Facebook or was from Instagram and it's from Venmo. So if you know where the picture is from, what, you can link back to it and and figure out who that person is? Right. You have a name. So if it's Ryan Mack and photos of Ryan Mack pop up and then you can see his Twitter and his Facebook and you have a a lead. I guess I'm wondering, like, is this new? Has this been done before? Police departments have their own facial recognition technology. The NYPD, for example, has. The new thing about this is that most databases are usually built off of, say, like mugshots um, mm, mm-hmm. or other sources of photos. No one has really said that they've built them off of scraped photos from Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. Like, that is that is certainly a new thing. What's the response been to Clearview so far since this big New York Times story came out and, and then your reporting, of course? Yeah, so the New York Times story ran, I think, a week ago. It was front page of the Sunday Times I was kind of disappointed because we were also working on a story as well. And um, I was kind of watching the online discussion about the story and, and people were totally freaked out. I mean, the the framing, I think, of the Times' story was 
this is the company that wants to end privacy for everyone. I think that was the headline or something close to it. Yeah. And it scared people. Am I allowed to curse here? I mean, yeah, you can. <laughs> I mean, people were scared shitless. I mean, I, I don't think that's an exaggeration. People were online, and uh, I just was watching the tweets and the, and the rate that this thing was was being sent around. And I think it's it's a combination of things. I think people a don't expect it to happen, but they can easily see how it happened, right? Like you you put so much stuff online. You're on Facebook. You're on Twitter. You're on Instagram. And you don't you have an expectation that that's not going to be used against you, and and. There's this company that pops up out of nowhere and says that it can do this, and it already is doing it, and it's selling to, to police departments. And I think that is a really scary thing. So what's your reaction to all of this? I mean, I've been reporting on this company for six months. So, I mean, I think I had that holy shit moment when I initially got the first tip on this company. Mm. I didn't think it was possible that a company would be bold enough to break these terms of service or throw the gauntlet down and challenge a company like Facebook or Twitter and say like, hey, you know what, like I'm going to I'm gonna break your rules. I'm going to build my company off of it and you can sue me if you want, but um, hopefully we'll have the legal resources to combat that. I didn't think anyone would be bold enough to do that. And so when someone told me about the, the product and how accurate it was, it was kind of eye-opening. And I immediately had to know everything about this company. And I spent the last couple of months trying to figure that out. It's maddening when somebody sort of publishes a, a story before before <laughs> you're ready worst. to publish yours. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I love Cash. She's a really good friend and a former colleague. And, yeah, that was tough to see. Um, but Yeah, the, the reporter, just for listeners, is Kashmir Hill at The New York Times. The story is definitely worth reading, as is Ryan Mack's story. You should totally read her story. I mean— Cash is phenomenal at what she does, and um, it's no surprise that she was also kind of sniffing around here. So as you talked about people online, the reception to this story was one of of fear, um, mm-hmm. and not just on the part of, of journalists and just, you know, regular folks, average citizens uh, reading the piece, but also on the part of, of government officials, right? There's There's been a response to this. How are politicians talking about this now? So I know there's been some uh, response from senators. Uh, Senator Markey sent a letter recently with a bunch of questions for the company. I know Senator Wyden's office is also very interested in the company. I think they've reached out. That was reported in the Times. And then beyond some of the uh, senator reaction, we talked about Twitter um, having that cease and desist. We're still waiting for Facebook um, to see if they'll take action. They've been very quiet. Um, of course, there's a, a another entanglement there for them in, in that Peter Thiel, one of their board members, is an investor in Clearview. Um, so that's pretty awkward for them, and they're probably trying to figure out how that works. And then in Illinois, there was a lawsuit filed last week, and there'll probably be more filed within the near future. There's still a lot that we don't know about Clearview AI. But in the days following the release of the New York Times' story, a picture of the people behind Clearview started to emerge, as did some of their shady business practices. And you're going to want to hear this, because you can't evaluate the potential threat that this technology poses to everyone's privacy without knowing who controls it. So stick around for more Ryan Mack after the break. This is Reset. Reset. 
I never went into freelance writing because I was scared of having to send people invoices and having to pay my taxes and quarterly installments. All that stuff freaked me out. But for people who aren't scared about that stuff, there's a tool that can help. It's called FreshBooks. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. You can file expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. FreshBooks grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them, without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. Which, again, I find scary. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it for free for 30 days, no catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com reset and enter Vox Reset in the how did you hear about us section to get started. That's freshbooks.com reset. Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. That's why they created Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong with your credit card, like overtipping, duplicate charges, or potential fraud. Then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. It's another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. So we're back. Ryan Mack, tech reporter for BuzzFeed. Who's behind Clearview AI and, and how did it get started? So Clearview AI was founded by a 31-year-old Australian guy named Juan Tontat. He has an interesting background. Uh, seemed like he was kind of a small-time hacker. Initially, he had this phishing scheme that uh, he was associated with that Gawker wrote about probably a decade ago. And then he kind of gets into the world of building kind of these small-time apps. Okay. And then around 2016, 2017, he then gets the idea for what eventually became Clearview. And along the way, as he's creating this thing, I think he meets someone named Richard Schwartz, who is this kind of Giuliani advisor, former mayor of New York, Giuliani. Rudy. Rudy, yeah. When we found this out, this was like the strangest connection because these guys presumably have very little in common. Mm-hmm. In the Times, they said that they met at the Manhattan Institute, this kind of um, right-leaning think tank, and they decided we should get into the facial recognition business. And so they, they went off and tried to build a company, and that became Clearview. So you dug into Juan Tontat's background a bit. What did you find out about him? Um, we found some interesting connections between the previous iteration of Clearview called Smart Checker and individuals on the on the far right. So in the 2017-2018 timeframe, Smart Checker pitches um, an individual by the name of Paul Nealon, who was running for Congress in Wisconsin to fill the seat that Paul Ryan was leaving um, as he was leaving the House of Representatives. Right. Paul Nealon is uh, an openly white nationalist, racist individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, it's well known. I mean, you can go probably Google his views. So they pitch him um, on a suite of services, uh, including things like micro-targeting. Um, there is facial recognition. But like this, to build this supposed voter database that he can use in his campaign. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, again, these were their words in their pitch document, so you have to kind of take this with a grain of salt. Okay. 
But to pitch him, they hired a guy named Douglas Mackey, who is probably not a notable name for most people. He was known for running a Twitter troll account called Ricky Vaughn. Um, Ricky Vaughn, at the time of the 2016 election, was one of the most influential white nationalist racist Twitter accounts online, as well as a conspiracy theory account. Okay. And tweeted out anti-Semitic cartoons, Pizzagate conspiracies, and um, was eventually banned by Twitter. But at the same time, while these things sound awful, they were highly influential on the web. I think MIT Media Lab ranked that account within like the top 150 influencers of the 2016 election. Basically, what you're saying is that Clearview and, and Tontat spent a lot of time talking to folks with fairly white nationalist and racist views. Well, SmartChecker hired one of them. They hired um, an individual running a white nationalist racist account to pitch a white nationalist candidate for the House. We also uncovered a photo of him with Chuck Johnson, who is a far-right provocateur, I guess is the best way to describe him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doing uh, a hand sign that is now co- kind of associated with the far-right. Right, the OK sign. Right. Did that pitch actually work out? Did they end up striking a deal with this guy? Smart Checker says they didn't actually offer those services. That's really interesting to me. And I have to admit that when I was reading your piece, I was thinking a lot about the decision to include that information in an article about Clearview. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you about that. Why did you decide to include this information in the article? I view it as like uh, when you read a a startup origin story, you want to know how the founder came about and thought of their idea or what their background was. Oftentimes you think like, what school did they go to? Mm -hmm. And, And part of the reason why we went into Tontat's background is you want to know more about this guy And just for the sake of transparency, I mean, this is a company that is saying that it's going to dig into all your photos on the web and build a database that's basically used against you or can be used against you by cops. This is a company that wants to work with law enforcement agencies across the nation. So there should be transparency around the founder's background. So who's backing Clearview? Where does the money come from? Sure. So what we know right now is Peter Thiel is, was one of the early investors. He says he gave $200,000. Um, and for people listening at home, uh, what should people know about Peter Thiel? Well, Peter Thiel is a Facebook board member. He's a billionaire venture capitalist and the founder of uh, Founders Fund, uh, among other venture capital uh, entities. He is a Trump supporter. He's also uh, one of the founders and the chairman of Palantir and... He frequently writes these kind of small checks to people he thinks are smart. So, all right, and and who else is backing this company? So beyond Peter Thiel, there is this kind of little-known firm out of New York called Kiranaga Partners. Naval Ravikant, the founder of AngelList, is an investor. And then beyond that, it gets kind of murky. Um, the company won't say who who else is uh, who is backing them. Looking at their roster now, it's a pretty interesting cast of characters, for sure. All right. So you've mentioned Clearview is selling itself to law enforcement. How many police departments are actually using this right now? Do we know? So their claim is that they work with 600 police departments. Now, that is a kind of loaded word to work with someone because um, we found out in some of our reporting that sometimes they would just, you know, the, how there's those tip lines for if right. there's a crime and maybe they put it in the newspaper or something, but they would take some of those tip lines. If there was an image associated with it, they would run it through their software and then they would send a tip. 
and then they would consider that as working with the police department. So that's how they're counting which police departments are, are doing business with them? Those were certain cases that they did that with the NYPD, and they claimed that they worked with them. In terms of paid customers, uh, we found using government databases, public information requests, probably about 15 or, or so. So 15, not 600. 15, but there's also these free 30-day trials that they offer to to cops as well. You can sign up with a police email address and supposedly get access for 30 days. So again, there was not much transparency when we asked the company about these things, but I would guess that most customers are, quote-unquote, customers are not paying customers at this point in time. Do we know how much Clearview costs from a law enforcement's perspective? We do. We have some idea of it. We just saw a deal for Atlanta, for example. Um, I think they're paying $6,000 for three licenses. So three logins, I'm assuming, um, for the whole year. That doesn't seem like that much. No, it doesn't. And actually, in that pitch document that we got, we got proposals from other companies. One was like $75,000 a year, but you had to sign in for five years. Another one, I think, was around $42,000 a year. So Clearview is an order of magnitude cheaper than some of the other quotes that are out there. And it's not just an order of magnitude cheaper. It's also stating that it has a far bigger database of pictures than Mm -hmm. than its competitors. Yeah, it's it's saying it's the most powerful, most accurate tool out there. There's one slide on on, or one kind of chart on uh, some of the marketing material that shows they're 98.6% accurate. And then when we asked them about it, actually, that's not an independently verified number. They've never submitted that to the benchmark for verification. That's kind of their own internal tests. And so they're telling cops, like, we have this super high number. That that number is just not even verified by anyone. It's their claim. Um, it'd be like saying, like, I have a million dollars in my bank account. You got to believe me. So do we have a sense for how accurate this might be? All we have right now is anecdotal evidence. I mean, sources that I've talked to have, have said it was very accurate. Um, it, it surfaced people very quickly. Um, in the New York Times, Kashmir Hill had her photos run, and supposedly they, they identified her pretty easily. But, like, these aren't scientific or controlled kind of experiments either, you know? I guess the thing that that's sort of striking me as I'm listening to you is that this company has been marketing itself to law enforcement, saying, hey, we are the most accurate facial recognition tool that you can possibly use. And not only will you be able to search for people who have previously been arrested, but you'll also be able to search for just about anyone. Mm -hmm. And you can do it super cheap. Mm -hmm. Does law enforcement actually verify any of these claims before they sign a contract or or start a trial? I'm going to be speculating here. We reached out to a lot of police departments and they've kind of refused to talk to us. So they've they've shuffled us to the company. But I mean, I think part of the appeal is that it's so cheap that you can try it, you know? Mm-hmm. If you only buy one license, for example, it's 2000 bucks. So I, I don't know how much diligence is going into that, that kind of decision because it's not like they're spending a large portion of their, their budget on this thing. And do we know if Clearview has been used to identify suspects? They've claimed to, yeah. And so there was a December story um, out of, I believe, a a local news outlet in Orlando. New tonight, investigators asked for information about a theft suspect caught on camera in Claremont and two other law enforcement agencies used facial recognition technology to help. 
couple barbecues were stolen or something like that. November 20th, and Claremont police say a man and a woman stole two grills and a vacuum from an Ace Hardware store. Um, and the local news kind of re- did this, like, segment, which it's kind of, like, singed into my mind because I watched it so many times. <laughs> Sheriff's office, they confirmed they are currently testing a facial recognition software called Clearview AI. I asked how long they've been testing it and how many people have been arrested because of it. Also, what database are they using to check images against? A sheriff's department Department spokesperson said Clearview AI would be better suited to answer those questions. It was really eye-opening to me that that a police department wouldn't even say anything. I mean, this is why 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 can't they talk about these partnerships? How should we think about this company? Should we actually be worried? There's a couple ways to look at that. I think people should absolutely be aware that the stuff they put online that's public on Facebook, on Instagram. Once you put it there, it no longer belongs to you, and it can be taken by anyone. I think people have always thought about that, but they've never thought about how it could be used against them. And so maybe people should be a little more cognizant of that. In terms of, is this a all-powerful, all-seeing eye of Sauron kind of facial recognition technology that can identify anyone on the street, no matter who they are? I think that remains to be seen. Uh, It's not proven. It hasn't been independently proven in any metric, at least none that we've seen. And very few people have actually seen a demo of this thing. Like, there's nothing online showing how this works, you know? Um, It's been described to us, but I think the people really need to see this. And so I think there should be a little skepticism when it comes to those claims coming from, especially when they're coming from the company that has every incentive to say what that it's the best thing since sliced bread. Ryan Mack is a senior tech reporter at BuzzFeed News. We reached out to Clearview AI for comment. The company didn't reply by our deadline. I'm Ariel Zimros. This is Reset. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at ADRS. You can also reach the Reset team by emailing reset at vox.com. We publish episodes three times a week on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the pod. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or in your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. We'll be back on Thursday. Later, nerds. <laughs>